0: Tuning in. Today is Sunday, March 24th.
1: Oh, I mean, no, it's actually March
0: nineteenth. Nineteenth.
1: Nineteenth. I knew that. Today.
0: Oh, t- well, yeah, today's the 19th. On Sunday it will be the 24th when you're <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, and I am joined and I'm here in the second comfiest studio I've ever been in, Maddie's Living Room, where I am joined by Maddie Love. And on Skype is our special guest, Dustin, from the amazing podcast, Atheist Nomads.
2: Thank you for Last. having me.
0: Oh, thank you. Hold on one second, just a little bit more, and then we'll be good. Oh, Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, this is not, unfortunately, a open conversation as this is pre recorded. However, we welcome and encourage listener interaction with your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at, at Atheist Talk, or check out our Facebook page, Atheist Talk Books. Movies, comics—all obsess over the end of the world. And in one corner of Christian Christendom stands apocalypse preppers, those who know the rapture is just around the corner. This time, we swear, just in reach. <laughs> Today, we will dive into the idea that of the Seventh Day Adventist view, which, if you—oops—if you look at the general Christian view, has many similarities. Maddie, Dustin. Good morning and welcome to Atheist
2: Talk. Good morning. Uh, Yeah, this is pre-recorded because I have a baby and let my wife sleep in on the weekends. Oh, That's pretty cool. And, you
1: know, that way Hertz and I actually don't have to get up. It's weird not going to church anymore. (laughs) And so thinking, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up on a Sunday morning and have a conversation where religion is involved in some way, shape, or form. Okay. And, And my favorite
0: part is I'm going to drive probably four or five times minimum the amount of driving it would take for me to get to the nearest catholic church which is like four blocks away that's a massive you drive
2: now as a, a former adventist i have always slept in on sundays oh that fair, is true fair. that is true
0: yeah. so well first let's actually talk a little bit about your podcast atheist nomads which you know i, I actually started listening to probably about 5 years ago for a little bit admittedly I've tailed off, but you had some fabulous episodes talking about some really good conversations. Um, so why don't you, you pitch that for us?
2: Yeah, it's a, a weekly show, mostly news and current events. We've been going for almost seven years now. Uh, episode 300 is coming up just next month and, uh, we're gonna be doing a five hour live stream for that with some local comedians coming in to join us and it's going to be a real fun time. Uh, and, yeah, the show's been going on for quite a while. Uh, it's, it's great. I love it.
0: Awesome. And where can people find you
2: in case I forget to ask this question later? <laughs> Atheistnomads.com or go anywhere the podcast or social media is and look for Atheist Nomads. So just roam around. Yep. We're even on Instagram now with pictures of babies and guests. And by <laughs> babies, my baby. She's so as you
1: as you're looking for podcasts, your nomadic fashion, um, you know, you've you've scrolled up. You found are you've already obviously found atheist sock from Minnesota Atheist. So just you know, just search atheist instead of atheists, and you'll find atheist nomads. You've oh. already if you're listening, you're already using a podcasting app. Probably. Well, <laughs> yeah. unless you're listening live, and then you're using your car, or or streaming. That's we true. We have streamers. That's true.
2: <clears throat>
0: it's a party over there.
2: Oh, is this I- actually going to be on the radio? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. I will watch my language. Well, you yes, know, we would
1: bleep you if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: I, I, if I, I've been started. on Ask an Atheist, which is also radio, and and uh, had to be had to be careful there.
1: Yes, I love those folks over at Ask an Atheist.
2: Yeah, they're out of Seattle, are yeah. they
1: out of Tacoma now? Tacoma. One of the. T- yeah, they they were going back and forth. That's where I first heard Rich Lyons, and um, um oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. to space
2: spacing on her name. The Joy Lions. Thank you. Who we've oh. had his
1: guests before. Yes. Yes. And, and then Becky and Sam. And I don't know who's, I guess I don't know who else is on right now.
2: It's a, a rotating
1: cast. Yeah. I, I,
2: it's, it's a great show. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I I'm put not you guys as, off on a great. tangent.
0: That's okay. It's not as great as the show,
2: though. No. <laughs> if you want Minnesota-focused, you got you guys. If you want Seattle-focused, uh, Ask an Atheist is pretty good with covering those local things. And if you want to hear an Intermountain West sometimes focus, uh, Atheist Nomads has that.
0: That is true. All right. So we brought you on here for a specific reason. You actually took a class on prepping for the apocalypse.
2: Yes. Uh, So in uh, 2000, um, I finished up as far as my Adventist uh, school in the the town I was growing up in went, which was 10th grade. So I went to the uh, Oregon Conference's final uh, boarding school, Milo Adventist Academy. This school is built out in the wilderness. Um, the address is Days Creek, Oregon. Days Creek is eight miles away, and nobody's ever heard of it. <laughs> the nearest city with an airport is an hour drive.
0: Okay, but then where's the nearest like town?
2: The nearest town is Days Creek, and it's eight miles away. Uh, okay. Middle of nowhere. There's mountains on either side. The only way to access the campus is across a covered bridge. And it was built in the 1950s when Adventists were so sure that Jesus was coming that decade that they built the campus to last five years. (laughs) They figured 10 would be the absolute max.
0: As opposed to the how many times now that they've been sure it's going to happen in within this certain amount of time.
2: Well, considering the Adventist Church is descended from the Millerite movement, um, they should have all remembered oh, excuse me. They should have all remembered the Great Disappointment.
1: I I just I, I love the fact that you said you're going to the school in the two uh-huh. This is yeah. nineteen fifty-five and it's built for five years. Was it just claptrap like plywood and like steel like sheet metal roof
2: or could, could they, they use it? They had just rebuilt they just rebuilt both dormitories. Uh, like, And by rebuilt, I mean they had to completely gut it down to bare studs and replace everything, all the flooring, all the walls, the roof, the ceiling, the internal and exterior walls. Like, They seriously had to gut those buildings. And shortly after I left, the administration building was gutted and completely rebuilt. That's where all the classrooms were. Um, While I was there, it was ridiculous how many parts of the floors creaked. Because it was falling apart. (laughs) Did anyone fall through the floors or a wall? No, no, that never happened. Um, But there were some stories of uh, secret marijuana grows that were discovered in the walls of the dorms when they gutted them.
0: (laughs) Wait, doesn't that go against uh, the Adventist philosophy or rules
2: yeah it does but you also have to keep in mind this was southern oregon in the 90s and early 2000s uh the marine corps was coming and doing summer training out of the grants pass airport just 45 miles from there to keep fresh on how to handle jungle situations looking for pot it was growing everywhere Uh, If you went hiking in the mountains from campus, you had to be careful to make sure you didn't stumble upon the wrong property. And there was a chance you'd find an armed pot grower there. Ooh, I think I've seen this movie. Did it have a banjo player
1: in it? (laughs) That that music might be copyrighted. (laughs) But it was less than 10 seconds. Doesn't matter. Um, Really? No, it doesn't. So I'm curious, though, like. I, and I no, I'm not I was never a Seventh-day Adventist so I I know smoking is bad. Mhm. Is there like prohibitions against pot and like if you were oh, just yeah. making an edible out of it is that okay?
2: Nope, it is all bad. Uh there are even Adventists who go as far as to not take over the counter medication. So does it make you mad though at all
1: or frustrate you that Seventh-day Adventists in general
2: tend to live longer <laughs> than the rest of us? <laughs> No, it doesn't because I know how little joy they're having fair oh,
1: that is a good that's a good rebuttal
2: i would i would I would rather have a happy seventy years than an Adventist eighty
0: Yes, I'll drink to that.
2: <laughs> I also got to watch my Adventist grandparents get into their nineties, and that was hell <laughs> sorry.
1: I don't think that was a pun. I don't think that. Was, no, I don't that think that was a it, double entendre. No,
0: it wasn't. The laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we forgot to warn you and our listeners, Maddie and I do kind of pun a bit.
1: No, no, we don't. Yes, we do. Okay, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um,
0: so, real quick, I know that there's a a thing in the church, in the different churches and religions and stuff, where some people believe that the rapture happens. In, like, there's so with the rapture, you have seven years of absolute. Horribleness,
1: which yes, I'm, the, we'll the get tribulation. To,
0: yes, which we'll get into after the break. Now, some people believe that the rapture happens before tribulation, and some people believe that happens after the tribulation. So, There are also th-
2: some who believe that it is mid-tribulation.
0: Go ahead. They had to make a third one, didn't they?
2: And <laughs> then there is, because there's the, the two times of trouble. There's the time of trouble and the time of Jacob's trouble, each or three and a half years long. And so what, What are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You saw that coming.
2: And then there is also do does the whole world end and the good go up to heaven and the bad, either to hell or just non-existence uh, before the millennium, or does Christ come down to earth and reign on the earth for the millennium? Uh, so there's a whole lot of different ways that eschatology goes.
0: Okay, we're actually, we're going to start from the beginning of this <laughs> after the break. Um,
1: I maybe, just am astounded you didn't know who Jacob is.
0: Well, uh, well like I, I know who like Jacob, the... the we'll the, talk about this. Yeah, we'll part. talk about this later. All right, please stay with us through this break and we'll return to Atheist Talk with Maddie and Dustin. I'm Hertzy Hertz and you're listening to Atheist <laughs> Talk is produced with funding for the Minnesota Atheist and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheists.org. As for the here and now, if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at, at atheist talk, or check out the Facebook page, Atheist Talk. Maddie, Dustin, welcome back.
1: Thank you. I like how we have some consistent branding there. And you know, during the break, and this is a pre-recorded session, so our break lasted a lot longer than it normally would, which is <laughs> fine. I was, like, But we had this fantastic conversation, and you were talking about having... So there was a word that got edited out of the first, se- that's the first segment. Yes. Um, that listeners may pick up the context for.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So to to paint a little more of a picture of this, this campus I was going to where there was a survival training, uh, it was in the mountains, you know, covered bridge for the only access to get to it, uh, secluded by very steep, rugged mountains and, uh, a a river and all the buildings were in a circle or actually an oval and there was a covered oval walkway around it. And then this big open lawn in between in the middle. And I would often be walking around through that lawn. I remember it very distinctly numerous times and have cuss words come into my mind. And I would silently pray for forgiveness for even thinking a sinful word.
1: I just, I, I, I can identify with that so much. Just like was what I remember when I left the church and when I finally like realized that there was nobody watching over me, like there was no God or anything else. Nobody was reading my thoughts. Just because, up until then it was like always still that somebody's listening that that, that thought control mind police was so mm-hmm. oh, it was so ingrained, and it was so damaging.
0: I want to give you both really big hugs <laughs> <laughs> i I grew up with liberal parents in a Catholic church that didn't go to the thought police academy, so um
1: <clears throat> I'm not picturing Bobcat Goldwaith as the thought police <laughs>
0: <laughs> but We also wanted to go through, so why don't we talk about, let's go back to the apocalypse. Yes. So start at the beginning of what this apocalypse is supposed to
2: be. Okay, so in the the Adventist framing of it, uh, there is it all begins with the second beast of Revelation making friends with the first beast of Revelation. The second beast is the United States, and the first beast is the papacy.
0: Now, the Seventh-day Adventists do realize that Revelations was written before the United States.
2: Yep. But Adventists had a prophet in the 1800s who identified the U.S. as the second beast of Revelation. Got it. Yep. (laughs) She, like my chihuahua, had brain damage. And yeah, I, I am firmly of the belief that Ellen White was taken advantage of by James White, who was the leader of the church for many, many years until he died. And I suspect he con- took advantage of and controlled a brain-damaged woman who was having seizures. And uh, it is all actually quite tragic. But back to the apocalypse. Yes, yeah, so the apocalypse. So the the, 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 the beasts beast <gasps> make friends. And so the, the U.S. government and the papacy are working together. And they're trying to get everybody to follow God and establish a national Sunday law. And that's just going to be in the United States, and it will require that all businesses be closed on Sunday, and that will be the start of the time of trouble. As the time progresses, there will be more and more restrictions placed, and eventually attending church on Sunday will be required to be able to take, place, take part in commerce, so to buy or sell things. And at that point, that's when you get the mark of the beast.
0: Do they ever I know and I, and I know that there's if you go into the various fictions, they kind of go into what different technologies the mark of the beast is. What was the original
2: mark of the beast? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I know in some versions of it, it's been that it would be you know it's on the hand or the forehead, and so it has to do with working on the true Sabbath. Is your hand getting the mark? And going to church on Sunday is getting it on your forehead, because that's a, a, a more of a mental activity. Uh, yeah, Adventists basically put it as Sunday worship is the mark of the beast. But there have also been evangelists who have looked at um, anything from a national ID to RFID chips or retina scans to replace, uh, or even at one point it was just credit cards. Uh, they go with whatever technology is coming or looks possible, and that's it. That's going to be it.
0: Retina scans? Yeah. The thing you're born
2: with? So you have your retina, but to be able to use your, get, have your retina scanned and tied to your bank accounts, and then you could just do, do your purchases by l- getting your retina scanned. That is a possibility that could happen. Eye is close to the forehead, so that would count as the mark of the beast.
1: That's some foresight. I would love, <laughs> honestly, would, would, I think it'd be awesome to have a little RFID chip in my hand or something. Like just, I mean, assuming, I mean, for me, the drawbacks aren't the technology itself or the idea of it. The drawbacks to me are like, what happens with technology upgrades and mm-hmm. what happens it, like if, when it breaks down. The idea, though, of having it in my hand so I don't have to bring, or like, what if a thief cuts off my hand? You know, stuff like that. But the ideas of having it in my hand to, for my convenience, I am on board.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I think um, mine is more um, security as far not for security as far as hacking, because you know, we have all these Bluetooth devices nowadays, and one of the things that my techie friends talk about is it's it's your phone should be relatively protected by the, the security on there. It's your Crock-Pot that you connect to oh, that fair. may not have that same level.
1: What if I just wear one Michael Jackson aluminum foil glove? <laughs> you know, just over the hand that has the RFID chip. Don't put that in the cage.
2: <laughs> you know when that becomes mainstream that there will be gloves like that.
1: Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. I'm all for it. We'll have a nice shiny we can I'll just like bedazzle it or bejewel it or whatever with like oh, pink rhinestones. Awesome. Um
0: okay, so so we've gotten up to At this point the, we're about a year in. Okay. So, and the rapture has the rapture happened no. yet? And the rapture the rapture is when, for everyone who doesn't know, is when all of the good happy Christians get zooped up and depending on which when which you know whatever you're going with that zooping comes in various forms. And yes. that's why I
1: always wear clean underwear. I don't want to get <laughs> zooped up and have to go, Whoa, her underwear was a little dirty.
2: <laughs> okay. So after that, by, by that point, um, life is getting more than just difficult and not attending church on Sunday will get you thrown in prison. So the government's going to start hunting people down. So all of the good Christians i.e. Adventists and those who didn't know they were Adventists that are going to other churches but really are Adventists, will flee to the hills. Iron Maiden did a song about that. And it it made sense in even, you know, 2001 when I did Senior Survival. It w- seemed plausible then. Literally two years later when my... S- Dustin, yeah, I have to copyright right there, but we will figure out what we
0: did right after the break. We will return to our conversation with Maddie and Dustin. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 15 KTNF. I'm your host, Turtie tears and we're having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with Maddie Love and Dustin. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at, at atheist talk, or check out our Facebook, Atheist Talk. I want to note the group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I would normally don't note our donor of the week, but unfortunately I don't have one because this is pre-recorded, sad face. If you are able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at either our Radio Fund page or our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon.com atheist talk. Minnesota Atheists is a 501c3 tax deductible organization. We couldn't do this show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music from Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note all opinions are of the guest and host only and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota organization in Minnesota atheist organization. Now let's get back to the conversation with Maddie and Dustin. All right. So Dustin, you were talking when we left off, you were talking about, let's see, I think we were about a year into the yes. revelation. Okay.
2: So, so what's happening now? Okay. So at this point, the government's hunting down all the the, the true believers that are out hiding in the woods uh, so that they can worship on, on Saturday and not have to go to church on Sunday. And At this point, it was plausible up until about 2003, 2004, when Civil Air Patrol got air vans in, I think, out to every wing. So every state around the country had one. And these are planes that civilians are flying for all kinds of, you know, mostly search and rescue, uh, disaster relief and the like. But they have uh multi-spectral imaging equipment on them. So somebody sitting down at, at mission headquarters can watch on the screen as this plane is flying over an area and looking for heat signatures from bodies. Because if you're wanting to find somebody hiding in the wood, the same technology that works for finding people lost in the woods will be highly effective. No, true logical. Defeated by civil air patrol. Yep. It's completely implausible now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- there is not a chance that you could hide in the woods from the government. Oh,
0: that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's Th- That is that's not possible anymore. Yeah. Uh, no. And it, it, if it wasn't for multispectral imaging and on aircraft, uh, satellites now can do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and to be perfectly honest, the government really would have to... I mean, those do still cost at least a fair number of resources. So the government's really going to want to have a reason to go find you.
2: Oh yeah. It's several hundred dollars an hour to fly those planes. One reason why they're out there is they are so much cheaper than if the military was doing it and it would cost literally tens of thousands of dollars an hour to do the same thing.
0: So moving back to the apocalypse. Yes. Okay. So
2: people are are getting hunted down. Everyone down. Yep. They're getting drug off to prison. Uh, some are getting executed for not refusing to go to church on Sunday. Uh, eventually, we get to the time of Jacob's trouble. So that's three and a half years in. And at that point, the International Sunday Law is passed. So everyone around the world has to... Actually, no, 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 that's earlier. Um, but yeah, so at some point, International Sunday Law is passed. At the time of Jacob's trouble, halfway through, God re- removes his grace from the earth. So the believers that are out hiding in the woods are you know, before God without an intermediary. So Jesus is, is no longer helping. Judgment is complete. If you sin at that point, it won't do anything because you've already been judged one way or the other. Um, if you accept Christ at that point, it won't do anything because you've already been judged. And at that point, the world tears itself apart. So, so the, is this the rapture happens. Not for another three and a half years. Really?
0: Yep. So you're, so you're judged, but you're still going to have to go through another three and a half years before anything. So what happens if you're judged and you die? And uh, you're like, that's one of the rapture. Does, does that mean like the next person in line gets to go in? Oh, no, no,
2: no. That's not a problem because at the end of all of this once the the world has like natural disasters are destroying everything imagine uh every apocalyptic movie plus um the day after tomorrow all happening at the same time and that's right. that's basically the picture here so at the end of that then Jesus comes and as he's descending, leaving heaven through Orion's belt. Yes. Ellen White was that specific. The path from heaven to earth is through Orion's belt. Um, Jesus comes to earth uh, with a bunch of angels with him comes down into the sky and is simultaneously seen by everyone on earth. The righteous are then lifted up uh, into the air well the dead are the dead righteous are uh raised from the graves and lifted up then the living righteous uh rise up with them and everyone who is judged uh inadequate dies uh adventists do not believe you have an immortal soul so those who die will remain dead until after the 1000 years uh the millennium when christ takes all of the good people that are in heaven with him uh, back to Earth with the Jerusalem that's in heaven coming down, literally a city coming down onto the planet. And then all the wicked people get raised from the dead and are shown how they were wrong and then are burned up and are annihilated.
0: I'm pretty sure I had a and d game go this way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And and I'm just amazed that like this was you said like the 1800s and this whole where yeah. Jesus was coming from this yep. thing. But like okay, so the three stars in Orion's belt because we're not talking about the sword hanging down, but the actual three stars. Yep. Uh those three stars were formed about the same time and are actually formed from the same molecular cloud. So they're because most stars in the sky you see that close to each other are really like super far away. Mm-hmm. It's just like. They look close because of where our vantage point is, but one is like a billion light years away. That's too far. One is like, you know, 500 light years away, and one is like 20 light years away. But from our vantage point, they both look like they're close. Anyway, but these stars yeah. were all formed at the time. So there is a nugget of truth in this. Like, I don't think there's any way that he could have known that these three stars. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. No. No. They're, also, they're also each 20 times more massive than the sun.
2: Now, okay, so at the point that Ellen White was writing about this stuff, um, she was in the depths of despair. This was after James died. Uh, She was severely depressed and, according to some rumors, uh, had quite the vinegar problem. have Couldn't have good alcohol, so she would drink alcoholic vinegar. Oh,
1: Although, like, this is, like, you know, what you were talking about, how tragic her life sort of, like, is. It's, like, she already has, like, you know, brain damage. She already has these mental issues that she's struggling mm-hmm. with. And then, she, you know, she's been in a traumatic, it sounds like a traumatic situation, an abusive situation for so long. And then you have that abuser just ripped out. I mean, not, not that that made it better, but, like, there's no way to make that good. Yeah. I feel really, I feel, like, I my heart breaks for this woman. Well, okay, so,
2: she was hit by by a, a classmate in the head with a rock at as a as a child, she dropped out of school after second grade um, suffered from severe headaches the rest of her life and After the great disappointment, she was seventeen years old and started having visions and then she and James got married because they started doing the preaching circuit together and it would save on hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, yeah. yeah. Motel 6 wasn't invented yet. Motel 666 on the other
0: hand. Run by the Catholics. No, no, not actually. No. I mean, Seventh-day Adventists might think that since Dustin and I technically are on the opposite sides of this coin. Him growing up Seventh-day Adventist, Uh I grew up Catholic.
1: Yep.
2: Now, although we would actually now be all on the bad side of either side of the coin because we wouldn't be inclined to obey a national sunday law and yet we wouldn't want to be running to the hills and hiding with a bunch of crazies. Well, and I'm confused cuz as you
1: were talking about that originally, you had talked about how like the seventh day you had said something about the seventh day adventists who didn't know they were adventists. Yes. I,
2: I don't understand that. I've never
1: heard that Can you explain that? Okay,
2: so there are the the idea is that there are uh adventists have a, a view of present truth that is mostly settled now, but it was it was a big idea in the the 1800s of present truth. Uh, it's it's progressive revelation as God continues the process of the Protestant Reformation to restore the church to its good pure form, and people are judged based on the amount of light that they have. So if you know a, a good Muslim who lives the best life as a Muslim as as you know he or she thinks. Uh, is is the way to live life, will be saved. Because that person is living according to the life that person has. And there are people who are living their lives according to the life that they have, and are good people, they just don't know what they don't know. And when the time of trouble happens, they will start to figure it out, and join the Adventists.
0: So, a number of atheists are probably going to be okay because
2: we're uh-huh. living <laughs> yep <laughs> unless you've rejected Jesus then, yeah, then uh, you're, you're screwed
1: I'm just thinking that, that that's very I mean that's in line with like C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. like his vers- Christianity I just remember reading you know the whole Narnia series and they they specifically have a character in the final book as they're going off to whatever heaven exists and you know the god figure Aslan was like no he gets to come too and for the same, way, you know, the guy's basically standing for a Muslim, but oh
2: yeah. yeah.
0: All right, so so let's go back to this camp now. Okay, we, or, or have we finished the the tribulation? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's all done. That <laughs> was a lot bigger than I expected. Oh that, yeah, that is, is fine. That is fine because I still probably have a Just million say it more was questions. Troubling. Uh, <laughs> um. Let's let's go back to the camp you were at. So it's been renovated. You've got new buildings and such. What was your? Let's start with a a positive. What was your favorite class?
2: AP US History. That's it. That that that, that was, was my say. favorite
0: class. Yeah. Well, I know, but now you have to
2: describe the class. Oh, oh, it was just a really good history class and the, the teacher was uh, he was really good. He was really weird. Um, I, I think now I would suspect he was probably autistic and just had never been diagnosed. That would explain like all of his mannerisms. <laughs> um, most interesting one was he would say the word particular all the time. And even when it didn't make any sense, he would say the word particular. uh oh. But he was just a lot of fun. Uh, All
0: right. I'm actually going to have to cut you off again. I'm sorry. Uh, But we will come back to Dustin and talking about his camp after the break. Thank you for joining us. Maddie, Dustin, and I. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, in the living room studio of Maddie Love, having this amazing conversation with Dustin from Atheist Nomads. If you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will give you links to upcoming events. We always have tons of activities going around the Twin Cities and the outlying suburbs. For example, we have the Dinner with the Board, which will feature a lovely Cuban inspired meal cooked by myself and some of the other board members. Oh, yes, Maddie, it, it is that good. It sounds delicious. It is. Um, we have that going, and then we also have the Day of Reason, which will be coming up on May 2nd. And the days leading up to the Day of Reason, we'll be having our Week of Action, which will be many different ways that you can help out the local community and local charities and such in the area. So check out the meetup page for that and more. And actually we are going to have a end of the world party. And believe it or not, I've gotten the details wrong about this end of the world party for like ever (laughs) since we started talking about it. So it is actually on June 8th, not June 9th because the end of the world is on June 9th. The party is on the 8th to make sure in case the rapture does happen or the tribulation starts as we have now learned, because it could happen in two or three different places. So, either or way, or, <laughs> or it's it's all over the map. Yep. yep. Um, but yes, it's it will be. I believe it's at the Waterbury. Um, it is on June eighth. Absolutely, come and join us. It is going to be a ending good time. <laughs> that was really that was shoehorned in really badly. That,
1: really, I thought it was fantastic. Eh. Very. Yeah. Revealing. Yeah.
0: Anyways, if you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some amazing perks. Check out the hows and the whys. And now back to our conversation with Maddie and Dustin.
1: So we're getting to get into like deep into prepping in this last yes. segment. Yep. Yes. We're gonna, fantastic.
0: We have we have six minutes. Let's try and prep as much as we can.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if Dustin's willing to talk. Longer, we can always at the at the end of the show for our Patreon listeners prep even more.
0: I like this. We'll we'll get the secret prepping. The secret. <laughs> prepping. All right. So, Dustin, talk tell us about what kind of prepping classes you had during your time at the camp.
2: Okay, so so far I haven't talked about the camp itself. I've just talked about the campus where I went to high school. Senior survival is a thing that at least within the Northwest, uh, Northwestern part of the U.S. is uh, a rite of passage for Adventist uh, high school seniors. And September, about 8, 2001, we loaded up into vans and we drove eight miles away from campus into the wilderness because we were already that close to wilderness. And in Southern Oregon, when you talk about wilderness, it is literally wilderness. Like if you're there in the wrong season, you're dead type wilderness.
0: So, for Minnesota locals, the boundary waters.
2: Yeah, actually. Okay. I was going to say, Minnesota
0: has a lot
2: of nature. (laughs) We are not far. (laughs) So so picture a campus that's right at the edge of the Boundary Waters and then go eight miles from there. Got it. And so we, we have our camp set up. We have classes every day. We have spiritual survival where we're going through excerpts of Ellen White's The Great Controversy talking about how to be ready for the end days. And then we have uh, edible Wild Edibles, a class where we get to learn about how to identify which local plants that grow in the mountains of Southern Oregon you can pick and eat, and how long you can survive eating plants, and at what point you have to start setting traps for rodents and eat them. It's about seven days. Uh, So
0: Seventh-day Adventists normally vegetarians?
2: About half of U.S. Seventh-day Adventists are vegetarian. Uh, the other half only eat clean meats following the rules in Leviticus chapter 11. Um, rodents are not clean, but if it's that or die, you'll eat. So what about bugs? Was there any rules about bugs? Some bugs are okay. Some are not, uh, crickets are, are, are fine. Um, but not all bugs are okay.
0: All right. So you're going through this, this survival portion, Uh, admittedly, what went through your mind?
2: Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, you know, we, we were in grouped up into, Oh man, I don't remember what the exact term was for our groups, but we were each in these small groups that we, we camped together. We went through all the classes together and it was just a lot of, it was, it was fun. Um, I'd always been interested in in survival skills, so getting survival training was something I, I definitely enjoyed. It wasn't the first time I'd had some kind of survival training, um, but it was the most in-depth because it went for a full week. Uh, that'll change Tuesday of that week when we're sitting there in spiritual survival class and the principal brings up the one classmate that wasn't there because he'd been uh, in Texas for a wedding in his family and he brought him up and he pulled the pastor aside that was leading the, the class whispered in his ear. And then the pastor sat down and was like, okay, what if I told you that terrorists took over a plane and flew it into the world trade center and then took another plane and flew it also into the world trade center. And then one hit the Pentagon and another one's headed for the Capitol and we were like, we wouldn't believe you. She's like, it happened.
0: That's how they told you. That's yep. The
2: worst.
1: That is terrible. Yep. That's horrifying.
2: It was, uh, especially considering the fact that just a month prior, I had been on one of those flights. And six weeks prior, I had been in the Pentagon. How do you do it's
1: like we think of past okay many christians think of their pastors as leaders Uh and that they understand like how to talk to people and how to break news gently and they're supposed to have all this training at least you know that the idea is wow
2: yeah one classmate married him what like 10 years later
1: oh i don't care ew yeah yeah
2: Yeah. the rest of us hate his guts yeah yeah (laughs) I can imagine most of us are, are atheists now, but we all hate him <laughs> regardless. Uh, it, it, for me, I was one of the, the final holdouts. Uh, I, I finally believed it when I heard, uh, our, our Senator on, on the radio, one classmate waited, waited until he heard the president.
1: Oh, well, I can see that. I could, yeah,
2: that is such a, I mean, yeah, well, I got like a minute left
1: before we head over to Patreon. I can, I mean, this isn't a nine 11 show, but at the same time, that that was an apocalyptic event to many people. And yeah. I can, in the church, did that get, cause people to think, oh my gosh, the apocalypse is now.
2: Yes. And I was one of them. I started feeling a sense of calling to the ministry just a few weeks later. Um, and after getting bit by a poisonous spider on a mission trip in Mexico, I became convinced that I was an important part of God's plan, to help prepare the world for a second coming.
0: Okay, so now we have to have you on <laughs> twice more because we're going to have to explain how this came. you went from soon-to-be pastor and important part of God's plan to atheist with a super awesome podcast. As for the rest of us, um, we will see you again next week where we'll have another exciting episode. Thank you so much for joining us.